Welcome to the best of August 2022 episode. My name is Tyler Valencia and I'm the president of Kips and Time to Train Fitness. It was another quick month for us with August, but probably for yourself, summer sometimes just flies by and you wish you had more time to be with your family, be with your loved ones, but probably work on your craft, work on your career, work on things that you know that are going to help you push you into 2023. Now, I'm going to keep it rather quick with introduction and just kind of say how if you are looking for tutorials, ideas on how to grow your business, check out our blog or YouTube channel. I'm going to leave a link in the description for both of those. I have seen plenty of posts on the Facebook groups, different ones, certified group fitness instructor, different types of Facebook groups for fitness pros that are asking questions that we have tutorials on, such as microphones, such on all-in-one booking systems, how to maybe even make your own booking system from scratch. And we did a review on one of the all-in-ones that has all the features like online, live, scheduling, creating your own courses, stuff along those lines that maybe you haven't heard of this company. It's called Balance. And the reason I bring this up is because I've seen a good amount of these companies either being sold or being closed, whatever it is. Check out this review that I did on Balance. See if it works for you and see if it can help you with growing your business. The big point that I've talked about with that tutorial is that I think those are great. If you do not have the skill set to work on a website or manage all the other pieces, whether it's your schedule or just a time to learn those, whatever it is, no judgment here. Check that out. That might be the right path for you. Plenty of fit bros can be in there and work on growing your business. Find those tools that help you build, that don't make your life stressful, and that help you build. Now let's get to our admin stuff here and go through our top 10 cities of August. I was pretty surprised with some of these, so let's start at the bottom here. Number 10, Williamsburg. Nine, Frankfurt. Ashburn, ABQ, Calgary, Belmont, Alexandria, Huntington Beach, Rosslyn, and then returning to the top spot, Columbus, Ohio. Coming in strong for us this year in 2022 has been Columbus, Ohio. Great stuff. Thank you all for listening, tuning in for our new episodes that drop, and really being a fan of the Kips podcast. As I always say, if you have a topic or a guest or anything that you would like us to discuss on the Kips podcast, send us an email to info at kipsonline.org with the title podcast. We will check it out, see what we can do to make it happen. Now, with August, we release two podcast episodes, no YouTube tutorials this past month, but two really solid podcast episodes, two very different, I have to say right off the bat, but two podcast episodes that were truly a pleasure to record and that I feel are great for all fit pros to listen to, to go check out, listen to, and hopefully take a piece of it that you can think about more and you'll see which which one I'm talking about when I'm saying think about it more, or if it's the other one where we're talking about inequalities within the fitness industry, hopefully it just makes you think a little bit more that maybe you you've gone through some of these and you want to share or maybe you want to take those next steps of checking out the survey that this guest was helping get the word out about. So so the first podcast episode I'm going to go over was with Kate Finnamore. Now, Kate and I actually met through a Facebook group. There was a post on a Facebook group. I think it was the Certified Group 
fitness instructors or group exercise instructor, one of those ones, if you're listening, you know which one I'm talking about. And somebody was talking about some struggles they were having as a group fitness instructor and the ownership group or gym, something along those lines. And I made a kind of sarcastic comment. I don't really chime in on a lot of those posts just because I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But I made a little sarcastic comment and uh, Kate actually chimed in on it. She uh, went with it and, um, you know, we connected outside of that group. And she started telling me about this survey that she was helping. And another guest that we had on the Kips podcast, Emily Stewart, that really is about working towards better working environments for fit pros. And that's the episode with Emily Stewart. But with Kate, her and I worked on an episode that was about the inequalities. And one of the unique things that I myself went through while talking with her and really just listening to her talk about all these different things was times that I personally have gone through many of these situations and witnessed them and really just kind of let it go over my head or just went with the punches. And, you know, the unfortunate thing of topics like these is that there's often going to be instructors that don't agree with it. Don't listen to the episode, but don't agree with it. And they want to make comments about these types of things. And I think it was very interesting just because with the Kips podcast, of course, we get this information out there. We send it out to our email list and we got an interesting comment back. And to know that this person most likely did not listen to the episode, but decided to make a comment it kind of just shows the, the work environment that we have within the fitness industry. And so in Kate's episode, she talked about a lot of different experiences that she's had over her 30 plus year career within the fitness industry. And oftentimes, one of the ones that we come across is the idea route, where you have an idea as a fitness instructor, you know it's a great idea that's going to help bring members in or retain members, and you kind of get shut down. You get shut down by management that thinks, oh, no, that's not going to work. Oh, no, that's not true. And with being a fitness instructor, we've all had these when you're working for another company or whatever that might be, because they might believe that you don't have the full picture and that you just have this idea, this grand idea and don't have the full picture behind it. And with Kate, one of the funny ones that she talked about, and I'm saying it's funny because you know she built in some some comedic parts of it, but talking about with ideas for building classes at different times and basically being told that, no, that's not true because the check-ins don't prove that. And when you're proposing a new class, a new time, obviously the check-ins are not going to prove that because there's nobody checking at that time, but you want to put a time in there to hopefully bring members in at a time because ultimately you know that group fitness is one of the main reasons that people join gyms. And that is one of the things that I mentioned myself in this episode is how I don't know the exact percentage, but I know there's a percentage out there of people that join gyms specifically for group exercise. They look at the schedule, they look and see if there's classes that they like and times that work with their schedule because budget-wise maybe, that they just want something that works with their budget. They want to be able to pay for this membership and not have to pay extra for training. That just might not work for them. Or maybe they just enjoy the group atmosphere where they can be a part of a class and not necessarily hide in the class, but not be one that's being picked out or things like that. They can just be a part of the class while they work on their health. And so having a group exercise schedule that is working for members is important. And I've seen that firsthand. I have mentioned before in this podcast that I have consulted for gyms before, and I've seen it firsthand 
how a gym that didn't spend much time on the group exercise schedule, then they brought in a new GM and boom, that GM started working on the group fitness schedule right away, hiring instructors, bringing in new classes, filling out the group's exercise schedule, and the gym literally did a 180. It flipped around, turned around right away. More people coming in. It didn't look like it was a dead zone. And so having a group exercise schedule is key. And that's just one part of this episode that we talked about, the parts about the inequalities, the things that she's experienced. Those are things that I really feel like people have seen and gone through. And one of the ones that I touched on is with health benefits, insurance. And I remember when I first started within the fitness industry, those were things that were being talked about that still are being talked about. And that being benefits, full-time, part-time, those things are often not even discussed at some jobs. I would be interested to hear if there is a job out there within the fitness industry working as an instructor where that's right away talked about, oh, here's the benefits, part-time, you meet these goals. I can probably say that there's only been one time that I've worked for a gym chain that talked about those. And that's because at this gym, there were instructors there that this was their career, this was their life. And so they wanted to know, What are my benefits? What do I need to do to hit my part-time, my full-time, to get my benefits for my family? These types of things. And so these are items that are still being talked about. And I think there's going to be some items that many people don't know the answers to. I don't know the answers to them. I personally do not know enough in that area to speak on it. But I know that these are items that are still talked about. And so give this one a listen. I'm going to play a clip here from this episode with Kate and check out this episode at the link in the description. Honestly, at this point, I'm, you know, I'm close to 30 years in COVID has now happened and we'll call it receded. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't think I'll say it went away, but it has receded. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't mean to sound like a negative, you know, uh, conspiracy Mm -hmm. theorist, but my (laughs) guess is that won't be the last time in my lifetime that something like this happens where we're all, you know, our, our world is shook and, and we are forced to, to look at everything differently. Mm-hmm. And to me, it goes back to the point you made very much when we started that gyms expected that everything would just go back to normal. So what yeah. I feel like I have to counsel instructors to do what I want to counsel instructors to do is be better than the gyms. Like yeah. you have to expect that things will not go back to normal and you have to be, you have to think about a way that you can advocate for yourself even if the gyms do go back to normal. So my, at this point, I would highly recommend that any instructor, any personal trainer, anybody who is a fitness professional who wants to succeed moving forward has to think of ways to do that that are independent from a particular brick and mortar location where they are an employee. Because if it hasn't changed in 30 years, I can't, It's not, it wouldn't make sense for me to sit here and say, well, I expect the next 30 years to be better. Why would they? Why, Mm -hmm. if I haven't seen a change with COVID and I haven't, if that didn't force gym owners to say, ooh, we, we ought to have an online fitness presence where we use these great instructors we have to create (laughs) online classes that we could stream through our platform. That hasn't happened in most (laughs) cases. I'm not saying there aren't, there's some really Mm -hmm. forward thinking gym owners out there who've embraced it, but for generally speaking, you don't see big platforms from the big name gym chains. Mm-hmm. It hasn't changed for them to say, oh, you know what? It's get it's really hard for us to bring get members to come back to the gym right now. Like we're having a really hard time getting our members back. Hmm, what might work? 
oh, let's see, I paid one person a wage for one hour and she used to put 50 people in the room. Maybe if I asked her to come back and I offered her a raise, she would come back and then those people would come back. Nope, that hasn't happened. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of the instructors I know who are going back are going back at pay cuts. They're Mm -hmm. actually agreeing to go back for less money rather than more. And so I have to say to instructors, now is the time to advocate for yourself. And if that gym doesn't want to pay you what you think you're worth, don't go back. Like find a place where you can rent space, find a, a way that you can teach from home, that you can use an online platform. There are so many more opportunities now to teach in, a, in what I would have called non-traditional ways. Do not be afraid to explore those. And I say this as one of the older people in this industry <laughs> who should I should be the person going like, oh, I don't know, uh, it seems scary. Mm-hmm. And, and it did. It did seem scary. And I understand that if you do this as a hobbyist, or if you do this because you are, you know, as a side hustle, that the idea of having to create an online platform or a brand or all of that, it seems so overwhelming. And if you just show up at XYZ gym and 10 people show up and you just get to teach your class, which is the part you're good at, right? Like none of us want to do all the extra work of the things we're not good at. My skills, just like you said, nobody taught me any of these things. Like I was taught how to do, how to teach a great class in a room, how to communicate with people, how to cue people, you know, visually, auditorially, how to give people direction, instruction, how to, those are the things that I'm good at. I've spent a whole career being good at. I was, I'm not good at pick, you know, creating a graphic, designing a logo Mm -hmm. and using all the social media platforms. And I'm, I'm really happy to see online educators like your programs. You have some, I know out there where we can learn these skills, where fitness professionals can learn these skills and, and hopefully get continuing education credits for it. Mm-hmm. But I, I would highly recommend anybody who's in the fitness profession now to be thinking forward. Don't be thinking like these big box gyms. They are, I don't know how they're staying standing. They are so stagnant. It is a business model that is broken and we have to stop feeding into it. We're giving these stagnant business models, our skills to help keep them afloat when we could be building our own businesses. And again, personal trainers, group fitness instructors, we could be building our own profitable, successful community serving businesses that are doing all the things that we want to do without the middleman. I don't need someone to pay a gym so that the gym can pay me. What I have learned during COVID is that people will pay me and I'm not going back. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Now the other podcast episode that we released in August was with Courtney Anderson. And now Courtney is somebody that I actually worked with at a gym in Southern California. And that's where I met her. And through the last couple of years, she has transitioned to YouTube workouts. And one of the things that I mentioned in this podcast episode is how when I knew Courtney, she was one of those people that filled classes. You know, those instructors that have those great personalities that people just flock to that, you know, that when they're teaching their class is going to be packed. And Courtney is one of those people. And so I was very pleased to see that she was doing YouTube, not just because I'm a big fan of YouTube, but I know that type of energy she brings will translate well to YouTube. And so Courtney has a monetized YouTube channel. I think at the moment she has over 16,000 subscribers. And this was something that she's been working on for the past few years. 
So in this episode, we talk about YouTube, why she went on this journey, how she builds her workouts, what they look like, what she does to prepare for the next ones, and what she's kind of doing to progress her channel. And one of the unique items that I try to touch on in this episode is how Courtney's workouts, the majority ones that are pre-recorded, so she does do some live ones throughout the week, but her pre-recorded ones do not have any talking. They have the music, they have clips of what's coming up, they have the demos inside of them, but she doesn't talk. And I bring that up is because not every workout has to be like a Peloton or Echelon or a Les Mills workout where the instructor's talking, building them up. Those are things that you've probably seen. Not every single one has to look like that. And if you want to start somewhere, if you want to dip your feet into YouTube and you don't feel comfortable yet with teaching a 30-minute, 45-minute class where you're talking through the whole thing, there's other routes out there that can work. That's the beauty of YouTube. And I've mentioned this on YouTube, probably in this podcast a million times, is how YouTube is about creativity, being creative and dipping into that mindset of how do I get better each time, each workout. And so with this episode, it's one of those episodes that I highly recommend just listening. Online workouts might not be for you yet, but it's a good one just to hear. What did someone go through? Why they did that transition to YouTube? And if you want to go down that route, here's someone talking about it other than me on this podcast. I talk about YouTube all the time because I think it's a fantastic route for any individual, to be honest. And it's one that it goes away from the strains that us as fit pros go through on a day-to-day. The sales. Oh, you have to get sales. Oh, you have to bring in more members. You have to do the X, Y, Z. And of course, there is an investment, a time investment with YouTube, but the payoff is great. The mindset, the freedom, the creativity, all those things are well worth it. So let's listen in on this clip from this episode with Courtney. And of course, the link will be in the description for you to listen to the full episode, comment, and hopefully follow Courtney on YouTube. Right. Well, I I do like teaching live, like, I mean, not just live YouTube, but live with people around. Mm-hmm. I, I do like that a lot. Um, but I do feel like there were some definite setbacks to working in a gym yeah. and having someone looking over my head. And like we've talked so much about with creativity and having that creativity on YouTube, yeah. I feel like there was one gym that I did work for that really gave me a create uh, the creativity to kind of do whatever I wanted. And I loved that. Mm-hmm. But there was another gym that I worked for that it was the funniest thing because this particular gym always wanted to hire only the best of the best instructors out there. But then once they got them, they made them do exactly what they said. <laughs> the f- exact format of class the almost, I mean, almost down to the exercises, like the time mm-hmm. you had to get your timer on the exact timing sequence, the everything would had to be, you had to go into training just to teach one class, a lot of training just to teach one class. And I just, I couldn't understand why it was that they would go out and find the best instructors out there, mm-hmm. but then turn them into like almost mediocre instructors in a way. <laughs> so I don't know. I didn't like that at all. And I'm really happy that I no longer work there and that I do my own thing. That's been it for this episode of the best of Kips, August, 2022. As I always say, links are in the description. Check those out. But also how I started this episode 
if there is something that you are looking for or just want to get ideas for working on your career, building your craft, check out our YouTube channel and blog. There's a lot of things in there that I'm seeing a lot of fit pros asking questions about and hopefully can help you along the way. And these are free. I don't think I mentioned that in the beginning. These are a hundred percent free, free tutorials. The one that I talked about in the beginning, the making your own booking system. It's a 30 minute tutorial, but it's a step-by-step tutorial that is free, hundred percent free. No money needed. Don't have to pay me anything. You just have to buy the booking system. That's it. So check those out. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thank you for listening into this episode and thank you for being a fan of Kips. Until the next time, I'll see you on the screen or in a podcast episode.